Herbal Essences is on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens, and dyes, and certified PETA cruelty-free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier, moisturized hair. We all know that winter can leave our hair feeling super dry. Herbal Essences' potent aloe and hemp shampoo and conditioner and argan oil and aloe hair mist work together to hydrate and moisturize hair for fantastic frizz control. Not to mention, Herbal Essence's sustainably harvest potent aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens, and it provides extra moisture for your hair. Look for the Herbal Essence's potent aloe collections green bottles at food and drugstores or mass retailers near you, or you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today, I'm sitting down with the only woman I let touch my hair. Her name is Gianni, and she's a master stylist and an awesome woman. I'm honored to have her on the show sharing a piece of her story. We talk about self-care, setting boundaries, and overall evolution as we learn to walk through the world in the way that we're intended. This is Gianni's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) Gianni, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm definitely missing you here as my stylist. So is Charlie. So is my mom. I hear it almost almost every week. My mom's like, I wish Gianni was here. Um, I miss them. I miss all of you. I'm just really happy that we're able to hop on this call and talk about some really big things that are happening in your life. And there's been a lot of transition over the past year. So before we get started, though, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the Hey Girl listeners. So if you can answer this question, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Gianni Nascimento, and I'm a hairstylist, and I've been a hairstylist for the past 13 years. In those years, I've kind of just centered, focusing on becoming good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And in that, has I've experienced relationships and heartbreak and friendships that have really helped me make decisions, a lot of hard decisions in the past like two years. So I'm evolving. So you've been in Los Angeles now for, has it been, it's been two years, right? It's been a year and six months. Six months. Okay. So a year and a half. And I feel like that has really flown by. I want to. <laughs> where's the time? <laughs> For real. I want to start by why LA and why the sudden kind of like, okay, I'm ready to do this and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. H- how did that come to be? Uh, I think it was about almost three years ago. I was scraping snow off of my car in front of my friend's house, mm-hmm. and I was just like, this is this is not it. 
Like, I can't deal with this anymore. And I swear, like, I was, I didn't have any gloves. I was scraping. I was looking around. I'm like, why am I even scraping my car? And I have to go, still go to work. Like, the streets are horrible. It's a shitty day. Nobody's really going to show up. Like, I just, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do next? Like, I have to figure out. I don't want to be near snow. I hate being cold. So I just, you know, um, that was my first idea of just like getting away from the weather. And it just, you know, I just started thinking about it and I had conversations with friends and complaining about the weather and complaining about feeling like I'm just stuck even at work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, started thinking about where it would be nicer to be. I've never visited California before this is before me making that decision to move. Wow. Um, so I just, you know, just searching some salons that are online or some salons that are Aveda salons in, Aveda, in uh, California, and I found a few, and I sent an application and, and my my resume. I just I just did it because I was like, all right, well, if I want to change anything, like, what would I do? And I was, mm-hmm. it was kind of that. It was just that that moment. It was not wanting to be uncomfortable anymore. I remember, I think you were giving me a trim when we first had this conversation. And you were like, <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> and you were telling me that you were applying. And I thought that was really bold and courageous of you because, you. you know, being a stylist and also having your family here and you're really close with your family from what you've shared, like how big of a transition this could be for you and it was for you but just starting over and starting fresh so I want to talk about that a little bit like how did this shift I guess we can call it or this kind of evolution to I'm I'm tired of being uncomfortable I feel stuck at work I I hate it I hate this weather here and I'm ready to just kind of fly and see what happens was there any trepidation around that or were you like I'm just I'm gonna do this I'm applying and when I get that call I'm out of here how was that honestly, for you? Honestly, I didn't think that I didn't think that I was going to get any response because wow. the salons, the two salons that I that I applied for, are like these elite salons, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to go, like, I want to work somewhere where I really want to be. I didn't think that I was going to get any response back, and I didn't tell any of my family members. I just told like my really close friends that I was like applying to some salons in California and I told a few of my clients and they're you know they're like oh god so that means you're leaving I'm like no well I don't think I don't think I'm leaving yet because you know I just applied like these salons don't these salons aren't even looking for high you know they're not even looking to hire so I mean you know I was like I'm just just doing it just to do it to see what happens and then Two weeks later, I get an email and phone calls back about sending interviews up in California. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is about to happen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, I, you know, once I got the call, of course, I said yes. And um, I told my mom. And it was was me, my mom, and my dad were sitting at dinner. And I just, like, looked up. And my dad was like, why are you so quiet? And I was like, I'm going to move to California. I have an interview in two weeks. And he was like, what? And my mom was like, no, baby. And I was like, yeah, you know, started getting emotional, started talking about what was what was going on and how I was feeling. And she was like, well, you know, if this is what you want to try, and, you know, she's like, you can always come back home. Um, she's like, go to the interview, come back, figure out, you know, the next step. So I did. And it was wonderful. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I had my interview, um, they, you know, they asked me when as soon as you can start, and I thought it'd be fair to tell my job at least a month, right, um, in advance. So I came back, and 
I told my family, I told my mom, I had her, you know, I told my mom and dad, but I didn't want them to share with my family yet because um, I didn't know for sure. And I didn't want, you know, I have nieces and nephews and I didn't want them to be like, oh, no, you're leaving already. So I, I wanted to tell them, you know, right. mm-hmm. I came back and I told them that it would be a month and I started sharing the news with everyone. And it wasn't until I told my niece, who's 12 years old, that I was moving, that I realized, like, that I was actually moving because she was crying and I was crying. I was like, wow, like, this is actually going to happen. So it was really difficult. Um, the first few months, I would say, like, the first four months being here away from everyone because I did move somewhere. I had no friends. I didn't know anybody. Um, I've never been here before. So I just tell, you know, there's like a good disconnect in family like I just missed everyone and I was sad and I didn't think that I was going to be here that long so mm-hmm. I put it in my head that I would be here for just like a year and I would do my best in that year here and I've been doing that and it's you know all these opportunities have been happening and all these people I've been meeting and I'm like okay I think this is where I belong you know like the shift was hard at first but now it just feels like this is where I'm supposed to be what did this experience teach you about self-trust and kind of just letting where your heart wanted you to be um, and this new experience lead you? How was self-trust playing a role in that? Uh, girl, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, <laughs> reading. I've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading a few books and, like, I have a, you know, I was just like anybody, like sometimes you have self-doubt and yeah. you, know, you have, to have to have reassurance that you are, you know, you're trying to do the right thing for you and the things that you love to do. Um, and just like ha- I have two books that I that kind of go back and forth, um, or, like read or just like read a few pages or whatever, um, just to give me a little bit of a reminder of why, like I even start why I even applied in the first place mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so just trusting that I had I had something that I was working for towards and continuing that um and gut intuition you know like mm-hmm. when I feel like when you make a decision you never really know if it's the right decision or the wrong decision but you have some type of at least I've experienced like some type of feel inside where I'm like okay this seemed like it wasn't that stressful after making the decision, you know? Yeah, for sure. So kind of just like going back and reminding myself why I did it. Starting fresh often requires us, um, I mean, literally to rebuild from the ground up. So mm-hmm. going into this new salon, being in this elite salon that you've been kind of wanting to expand in and I remember you saying like you get to sit out on the balcony and have your lunch and it's sunny and it just feels good and like that's your (laughs) that's kind of like your recharge your self-care you know in the middle of the day how how was the rebuilding when it came to you know clients and the business side of things it has been a blessing seriously Mm -hmm. because of Instagram Yeah. yeah social media has played like such a crucial role in me starting over that I mean I've I left a clientele base of like 12 years you know and Mm -hmm. and coming over here and then having you know including yourself like having friends whose hair I do and them just like make like just posting one thing and then having six girls like hey you cut Alex's hair can you cut mine and then you know like building like it's been such a it's been such a blessing to have just that tool um 
to build and the the salon that I that I work at offers like education classes and they offer um ways to market yourself so it's it hasn't just been like me building it has been it's been a team effort on my my salon's behalf as well which is I, I really appreciate that um and then experience all the years that I've been doing hair, you know, the clientele that I know that I want, the clientele that I know that I want to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to market towards those those people, and it's been it's been really it's been going well. Herbal Essences believes in plant-based beauty. Their potent aloe collections are sulfate-free and paraben-free and instead infused with real botanicals with the indulgent scents you know and love. They are on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. We all know that winter can leave our curls feeling super dry. Herbal Essences potent aloe and mango shampoo, conditioner, and curl cream work together to hydrate for moisturized, defined, and long-lasting curls. Herbal Essences Sustainably Harvest Potent Aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens Q, and it provides extra moisture for your hair. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens, and dyes, and certified PETA cruelty-free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier, moisturized hair. Sound intriguing? Look for the Herbal Essences Potent Aloe Collections Green Bottle at food, drugstores, or mass retailers near you, or you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo tie-dye bowls. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. 
These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So I want to ask you two questions. The first one being, what has doing hair taught you about community and sisterhood? Um, I know that you do men's hair sometimes, or you did when you were here, but as far as being a woman in this field and, um, you know, women trusting you and your hands and your talent and your expertise, right, to do their hair, which is something that we all love (laughs) you know we need someone to give us a good trim without butchering our hair we want color we want a a expert or a master colorist you know we want these um services that are gonna make us look and feel good too like some women you know they come to the salon and that's their form of self-care so what has Mm -hmm. that taught you about community and like how you show up not only for yourself but your clients um i it's it's taught me that success not shared is failure mm. and for me um like uh, like uh, girl i spend thousands of dollars on education for myself yeah. like taking classes in new york taking classes wherever like it doesn't even matter i'm not like i consider myself like a cutter like i cut hair but yeah. i also do color and i also you know i do everything but i i feel that it's important for as, as a stylist to continue your education and to continue to build product knowledge and everything but not just for yourself like for your clients so I tell I mean I don't I share all the information that I can with my with my clients about their hair or their lifestyle or whatever it is that they're doing Mm -hmm. and it's it's like if you're if you're taking I don't want you to come into my salon I don't want you to come in my chair sit down get one service and then that's it like I want the setup for you to, to to come to me to be just a foundation, like the start of whatever it is that you're going to be doing with your hair. Mm-hmm. Because once you leave my chair and you go out, I'm not thinking about how you left. I'm thinking about your next wash day and what you're going to do and how it's going to look. So educating my clients on products, educating, educating my clients on techniques to do with themselves, give, at least I feel gives them a form of like, oh, I can do this too. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, like I'm paying this much to, to get it done. I should be getting more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then that goes into feel, feeling great. Like once you leave, you feel great. And if you feel great, I feel like you do great. And if you do great, it, show, it shows. And yeah. people kind of pull from that. And, um, I mean, haircuts seem like just haircuts. But I, I've had my haircut and I've had my hair blown out and I walk out of the salon. I don't even have anything to do, but I will find something to do. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. like, I feel like if you're leaving and you feel good, like you'd want to do something with that. And if you're someone who's passionate about, community service or whatever like you're gonna you're gonna want somebody else to feel as good as you're feeling and whatever form that is that you you know that you give them and for me it's doing hair and that is so true about the whole haircut thing because you know I tried to cut my own hair and (laughs) (laughs) I have that picture (laughs) and I cut a whole ass hole in my hair And (laughs) and I was like 
Literally, Gianni, I was frantic. First of all, my husband is terrible because he was like, oh, it doesn't even look that bad. And then you took a picture and you were like, girl, what girl, were you doing? I don't doing? even know how you did that. <laughs> the angle is I don't even, I don't even understand. Um, but yes, it, but let, let me just tell you, like you being in town that random day, I had no idea oh. you were in town. I think oh my my, God, I think Alex. Ryan or my mom was like, I think Gianni's in town because he saw you. Oh yeah, he saw you with Isla, and I was like, Oh yeah. my God, please come! <laughs> <laughs> it was literally it was literally five minutes after I hugged him and walked away that I looked at my phone and you texted me. And I was like, I was like, Let's go here. We met. Oh man, so my hair has come a long way from that day. I called myself going on YouTube and trying to do my own taper because I was so pressed and like Gianni's not here. I have to figure it out, but. That was the that was a bad idea, and you're the only person that I let touch my hair. The only yeah. person, and I I told Ryan I was like I need a trim. My you know my girl's not here. I'm just gonna have to wait. And he was like, Well, please don't go on YouTube because we don't <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> a lot that of stories today. on YouTube, and that just you know just I tell that funny story to say like that is community building. Like to be able to just want one person that you have grown to love and trust and lean on you know to to give you that service and know and I know that you're never going to mess me up I know that I'm never going (laughs) to leave with a hole in my head (laughs) yeah and that trust is what builds the community and what essentially builds the sisterhood and then I recommend my friends and then your other clients love you so much you know they're recommending their tribe of people and their circle of women and it just all comes together and I feel like that is what's so important when we're being of service to people um, no matter what that service is. So to fast forward just a little bit or maybe even rewind just a little bit, um, when did you fall in love with hair? How did you know this is for me? This is what I want to do. Uh, I hmm, Maybe like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, like I started, I started braiding. I was 10 years old. I started braiding hair for the kids in my neighborhood. And then I obviously was braiding my own hair. Um, I've always had my hands in hair and it was in high school when I had a counselor who um, who told me about um, a trade program where you can go to school, you can go to high school half the day, and then you'll just learn a trade the other half of the day. And the school that I was at was Thomas Edison High School um, of Technology, and they offered like culinary, they offered salon, like in like hair and nails, they did skincare, massage, auto body, and it's just like people from all other schools that just come to the school and learn this trade for half a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knew that I was, you know, she knew that I did hair. She knew that I was interested in it. And she asked me, she's like, you know that this is a profession too, right? You can do hair and get paid for it. And I was like, wow, didn't even think about that. So um, I enrolled and it was, I hated it. I hated, I hated sitting down. I hated the theory work. I hated learning about, all the muscles of the body, like infections, hair. I'm just like, this is way too much. I thought hair was just hair. Mm-hmm. Like, when are we going to work on the mannequins? Right. You know, like, when right. are we going to do color? And um, my teacher is like, you know, this is it. Like, you have to learn the foundations of everything, and you have to be a, you have to be able to deliver or whatever. But you have to understand this first. And the first year was just that, and it was difficult for me because I thought that everything was just hair, so I didn't really like it until we started working on the second year on hair and like actual models and whatever. Um, but even then, like I was 
um, working as an assistant in a hair salon, and I was learning from um, these two stylists, these three stylists, Anna Marie, Fasika, and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're, they're kind of like, they're the trio that, that had like kind of opened my, like beauty school did open my eyes a little bit, but these three women like really showed me like this, if you want to be a hairstylist, this is what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until I started working with them that I was like, wow, this is going to be something that I that I'm going to want to do for the rest of my life. Mm, I think um, that's awesome. So shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing because it's, I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you had been, been doing hair for this long, but only recently, you know, half yeah, that girl. time you yeah. started falling in love with it and really embracing what the offering was. So I think that yeah. that's really great to share because not everything is sweet from the beginning and rooted in like this deep fiery passion and stuff like that's not how it works sometimes no it's not like that (laughs) (laughs) i recently started wearing a new bra by third love and i absolutely adore it did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heygirl for 15% off today. Back to you being in California now full time, you've been there a year and a half, you've found your footing. What are you doing for self-care and on the side for, you know, your own personal practice? Um, so I meditate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like traditional, like lay down, like, no, like I, like I just close my eyes, no matter where I'm at, close my eyes, take a few breaths. I put... Um, this piano, like this piano playlist that I have on my, on my, my phone. And I just listen to like two songs and I'll just like sit and breathe. Mm -hmm. And for me, that kind of just like brings me back to just 
being being able to breathe. I mean, there's so much craziness going on in the world and like uh, the challenges that I'm facing and or that all of us face um, in our personal lives to just kind of cut back. And even if it's like two or three minutes, like yeah. it's enough to kind of just make you realize that you're still alive, yep. you're healthy, this is happening, but you can change it. But, you know, it's kind of important to step back. Um, and then physically I've, never been this active in my life and I've been it's the best that I've ever felt in my life um so I do Muay Thai training I do jiu-jitsu and then I do strength training and um physically feeling better is just it's like I just I can't even explain like how it feels but physically it feels amazing and waking up in the mornings, working out, going to work, getting off work, going back to working out is not isn't just like working out because I'm trying to be fit. Because right. now I'm at the point where I'm working out and I'm learning a, a, a craft. You know, like I'm learning jujitsu, and in jujitsu, it's not just like working out. You're learning techniques. You're learning how to keep your breath steady. You're learning how to work under pressure. Literal, like somebody literally pressing their whole body on you, pressure, and then technical pressure like trying to escape from stuff or whatever um so fitness has has played like a huge role for me in self-care um and then of course with that nutrition eating healthy and everything Mm -hmm. um so and when I got here I had nothing to do and nobody to hang out with so I was like you know what okay I'll work out six hours a day why not (laughs) you know (laughs) and weren't you surfing at one point yeah, I did. I still, it was on my bucket list of things to do. That's and I didn't awesome. want to like go on vacation and just surf. Like I actually wanted to like live that lifestyle. Yeah. Um. So I surf with a few of my friends every now and then. And it's not something that you learn one day. Like you're literally, like some days are great. I feel like a pro surfer. And then the next day is like, I'm being pummeled by wave, by wave, by wave. So it's a challenge to, um, so surfing and I love being by the water. So being in the water working out, meditating, kind of just doing what I want because I have the time and I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about one last thing, which is boundaries and how relocating has taught you about your personal boundaries that you set in place and um, the ones that, you know, that you're not crossing for just yourself. I find that whenever we have these big shifts, we have these new boundaries that we set in place for self-preservation and just like that is not allowed to steal my joy. So what has this relocation taught you about holding on to your joy, your peace of mind and what boundaries you're setting in your life? I'm maintaining it by um, keeping. I've had two two friends passed away last year Mm, and um thank you I guess I'm keeping it by reminding myself that like like nothing is ever really promised Mm -hmm. and the conversations I remember having with my mentor who who passed away last year and her birthday was actually on Friday you know and just I just remember talking to her about just doing better for myself and kind of figuring out where I'm going to be in the next five years. And she's like my best friend. So um, keeping her, keeping her in my mind Mm -hmm. and reminding myself that like, if, like, if I would, if I was, if I was, if she was here right now, like what, what, what would I be telling her about 
what's happening and what would she say and she would always like be like everyone's like cheerleader you know so Mm -hmm. the joy that the joy that she had in her life and for it to have ended and for me to still be alive and to have the pleasure of and the honor of knowing her um brings me joy (laughs) and kind of keeps me keeps me focused and leveled at some time if you could tell if you could tell your younger self something anything that could uplift where you were in that point of your life um what would you tell her i would tell her to remember that the happiness that brings the happiness that you bring into someone's life isn't worth compromising your happiness for having them in yours. Mm. Um, like growing up, like I would see my mom doing things for my, for, for everybody in the family and going above and beyond because it felt, you know, like she wanted to see us all happy. Um, but she would never really do things for herself. And she always felt like that was, that's what she had to do. That was a sacrifice that she had to make as a mother mm-hmm. and as a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that, I, you know, I kind of fell into that too in, in front, you know, friendships and relationships with people. Um, and then just putting what I want for myself or the things that I want to do for myself in the backseat because I'm trying to help this person achieve whatever they're trying to get out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so do what you do the things that you want to do for yourself because it makes you happy. The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.